You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 43 of Heart and Soul. We are joined here today by Sarah Ald. I'm saying that right, right? Yeah. Ald? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure. Yeah, you're fine. Um, and Chelsea's here in person, and Mr. Silas is here. So he Say hello. He's starting to he's find his voice lately, so he might chime in here and there when he feels like it. Maybe he was born to podcast. Maybe. We can hand down our legacy to him. Yes. He can take the mic when we're done. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is his, his first practice on the scene. All right. Well, let's get into our happies and crappies, and then we'll get to know Sarah a little bit. You go first. I went first last time. Okay. Um, my... Happy is we have a event this weekend called Soul Olympics that is our first annual Soul Olympics <laughs> and I'm really excited for it and on top of that we have like a bunch of new Soul apparel in as of today that I'm pumped about because we haven't reloaded <laughs> he's just staring at me <laughs> we haven't reloaded in a while um so that's my happy my crappy is um, I guess on the same note, it's not really a crappy because I love my job, but the last three weeks I've worked like six or seven day weeks. And so I'm just like drained, mm-hmm. but I'm not, it's not like, I'm really not at the point of combust yet. I'm just getting there. Like I know I'll need like a big day off soon. So yeah, that's it. Back. Yeah. That's good ones. Thanks. So short and sweet. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of crappy too. Um, I don't know. I guess I've just been a little overwhelmed lately. I mean, I have a little bit of stuff going on. I wonder why. <laughs> as she rocks, as she her, rocks her baby. As she rocks the little one. Um, I, you know, I came back from maternity leave and had four weddings and like some sessions and then I have three weddings next month. And um, it's. I was listening to this podcast the other day about, it's called like the childless millennial about like how she doesn't feel like she wants to be a mom yet and like no wonder why when society makes it out to be like your life is over kind of thing Mm -hmm. and she had people write write in giving their like pet peeves or like things that they didn't understand about moms and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and and also vice versa with moms chiming in with their two cents but anyway this one person wrote in and said something like um why did why do moms always talk about like not being able to shower like isn't that something they can just do when the baby naps and I just was rolling my dang eyes because I was like, if only you knew, like, showering becomes on the very end of your list of priorities when it comes yeah. to... Yeah, it's like, like eat. Like, eat, um, maybe cook some meals for later, maybe do some laundry, the baby's up in another 20 minutes, mm-hmm. okay, what was I doing before? Like, anyway, it's just funny. So that's basically my, my life is just, like, getting through the day and the childless trying. millennial. I need to listen to that. That's it's, that it's is interesting. Be there in five podcasts. I think I've shown you some of her stuff before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this one girl. She's like one host, and she talks about stuff for like two hours, and it's hilarious. Definitely oh my god, I could out. not talk to. Actually, I probably could talk to myself for two hours. <laughs> she's good at <laughs> it. Definitely talk to myself for two hours. Um, yeah, it's a funny. It's a funny episode, and a lot of it was so true because it's like she goes on Amazon and reads all the things about moms that say like mommy's you know, mommy's juice and like with a wine glass and, uh-huh. and mommy's first, like these milestones that you can, um, 
put on like bottles of wine and give it to someone at a baby shower that's like mom's first night out mom's first meltdown mom's this and you're just like why is it why is it out to be like mom's have like the it's their life is over yes exactly speaking of I yes. can tell you're sweating mom so I'm gonna take yeah I am sweating <laughs> um thank you so anyway that was the long-winded crappy but definitely check out that podcast. It's hilarious. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. She she crowdsources a lot. So she'll just have people like write in a bunch of stuff. She'll have a whole episode about like early 2010s culture about like bar carts or oh, I remember like, Chevron this one. culture. Or, you know, that type yeah, of stuff. We talked about the bar cart one. Yes. On Heart and Soul. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember this girl. Definitely. Um, she's hilarious. Anyway, um, my happy, I have two happies. One is that Mr. Silas has officially joined the One Wake Per Night Club. Woo! Good job, bud. Um, I don't want to speak too soon, but it's been like a week, and he's only woken up once. Knock on the wood. Yeah. It's It's been pretty amazing. I feel like an entire new person. Um, Oh, my God. And then second one is I'm going to start teaching at the studio again. I saw that. Next month. So, um... I'm very excited because it'll be almost a year that I've taught um, at the studio, and I'm pumped. I'm going to be a little rusty. Are you doing fit classes again? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, but hopefully, you know, it'll be like riding a bike, and I'll just... Yeah, you'll get right back into it. right back yes. in. Is it going to yeah. be once a week? Yeah, once start a week for once, now. Start off once, get off. used to it. Yeah. Good. Um, I was talking to Macy yesterday, and I was like, you know, maybe it'll be a good thing because I have like a reset. You know, when you're teaching for so long, you kind of get into this like roboticness and sometimes things would come out of my mouth that I'd be like did I even just consciously say that or was I just saying it to say it oh no I I get that way yeah I say like I just have the same cues or like Mm -hmm. encouragement things I'm sure my girls are so annoyed with me because I'll say the same stuff over and over again they don't recognize it when I used to train it's monotonous to us but to them they're only seeing it's still encouragement yeah Mm -hmm. it's It's one second to them versus on the hour every hour right and even if it's a reminder like a postural cue or a cue to breathe even if it's something you say every time in that moment they might still need that reminder yeah yeah. you know what i mean but anyway it's still it's still good to have a little you know reset yeah that'll be good so very excited about that yeah i just feel like silas has been side-eyeing me for the last (laughs) he has a very good side-eye this chick he's got to nap i thought of my happy and my crappy so my happy is definitely being able to go to soul olympics is it soul olympics or soul olympics soul olympics i know it looks like like solely olympics well it's like supposed to be combined words yeah Yeah. like olympics plus you could yeah you could like uh minimize the s and do the olympics in all caps so it's i could do that so next year next year's (laughs) t-shirts but um yeah so definitely being able to go to your event we have three events this weekend the crappy is that we have no marketing yet (laughs) you have three events this weekend (laughs) on saturday all of them on saturday how are you gonna do that they're back to back i don't know do you figure it out uh no, but I will. Make oh sure my I'm gosh! On you need to take Friday this. and Sunday off. You oh, need like buffers. Imagine, imagine that. But um, yeah. So I waited this long to get our marketing material. So it's gonna be me standing there, chatty Kathy, to everybody that walks by. You're good. I feel like when I go to those events and I work them too, so I know like both mm-hmm. sides. I I will pick up things and never look at them sometimes, and yeah. then I like People wonder. Don't want and them. then I wonder about. Yeah the things I give out at those events, I'm like, are people just throwing these away? And I actually, like, 
spent money on these. Yes. So I, I think it's more about the conversation anyway. It is. And a huge sale thing for anybody would be to take information more than you give it. Because yeah. then you have control over the relationship. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I That's always really make sure I good. take instead of give. That's good. Yeah. And that setting. I'm yes. not a sales. I do that with all relationships. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just take, 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 take. take. No giving. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, what's your, was that your crappy, I'm assuming? My crappy was no marketing. Okay. 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 Defense, no marketing. So you mm-hmm. got, you got a, a person here for that. I can help with marketing. I can't print yes. things though. So yeah. Sorry. If you got to print. Yeah, we got to print. <laughs> Kinko's. Oh, need to print something. FedEx. Oh, we go... Uh, Vistaprint. So- shout out to Southern Sign Company. Oh, yeah. They're yes, good, too. They are. The people. We used to use them in my old job. Um, okay. Well, Sarah, we're going to get to know you. Speaking of uh, marketing, we got to figure out what you do. So tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and just a little bit about who Sarah is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my name is Sarah Ald. So I am the founder and the executive director of a 501c3 nonprofit corporation called health possible and what health possible does i'm kind of telling both right now so who i am Uh is this girl from upstate new york um i used to be a certified personal trainer and a youth exercise specialist Uh, i come from a family where my mom was really big into vegetable gardening cool and my dad she was a teacher at my school a teacher assistant and my dad um, was a truck driver but before his truck driving life took over, he was a marathon runner. So he always preached running and loves exercise and instilled that in me. Gotcha. Um, so between the two of them, I had the vegetable, the fresh vegetable life and the and runner. And then the fitness, yeah. And then the fitness, yep. So, um, so that's where I get my fitness background from. I played sports all my life, um, was a certified personal trainer, and then being a personal trainer opened Health Possible. So that's what I do. So my organization, Health Possible, provides financial aid, um, essentially in the form of scholarships and now at no interest loans for fitness, nutrition, and mental health care. Um, we always just called it uh, wellness financial aid, mm-hmm. but scholarships really is a great word for it. Yeah. Um, and, and the loan program that's new now is a way for the donor to consistently um, recyclably give. So now when we're taking uh, community investments from lenders, say, Catherine, you wanted to give $25 somebody's program. Okay. And we're going to send them to a different personal trainer, a registered dietitian, and a mental health counselor. Send them to all three. We're going to send them to all three. You can lend $25 to that person. They get a repayment plan through Health Possible over an extended period of time. That way it's affordable to them to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. You get your $25 back, and if you want to keep giving that $25, you can keep giving it to different programs over and over and over again. Huh. To different people in different programs. So that's, and that specific program we just opened is specifically for people who do not qualify for scholarships. So the people who typically receive your services are those who cannot afford it or don't have yeah. insurance or... So a lot of the times people will not have insurance um, or good insurance, but a lot of the things that we serve, like uh, Soul Fitness, insurance wouldn't cover a personal trainer anyway, mm-hmm. right? Insurance isn't going to cover a group exercise, yeah. personal training. Sometimes it'll cover physical therapy. A lot of insurance just dropped registered dietitians. Um, oh, I didn't know really? That. Yeah, a lot, yeah, uh, yeah. So yep. So registered dietitians are hard to get on some health insurances now, um, but. Our goal and when we first opened was to serve that wellness industry regardless. 
Um, even if you have insurance that covers it, we help coordinate insurance covering a cost of maybe they cover your counselor. Mm -hmm. We'll make sure your insurance covers the counselor and we'll cover the other two and that way you're still getting them all together. Cool. Yes. So we'll, yeah, we handle a lot of that stuff, but reason being, we teach people how to take care of themselves through these things, put them on their own two feet. That's awesome. Why? That's cool. What gave you this idea? Did you come from a background of not being able to afford it or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say yes and no. That's kind of tough. So so in 2008, my family went bankrupt and that was really, really, really hard on my family. Um, so I've had cash flow jobs since I was about 12 years old, waking mm-hmm. up at four or five in the morning and I'd go to work, bring home money, do whatever I can for myself. Um, By the time I was 16, I was helping buy groceries. My parents would kill me for saying this, pay the mortgage. I've been paying the mortgage since I was in high school. Um, So I was, my whole family helped take care of my whole family. Um, In the early 90s, I was probably, it was 1997. I was probably, I I was born in 93. However old I was in 97, I'm not going to try to be fast. Four. I was four. Yeah. My family spent two years sleeping on a on an empty floor together just a pile of us wow and have come up since then right then the recession we have beautiful home 21 acres of land on this farm acreage uh 2008 really hurt us <laughs> and then um as i got older i just became work obsessed yeah really work obsessed um and i watched my dad give up running mm-hmm. um and my mom was just always so sad obviously hard times my dad was really sad i'm not gonna get too into that but that was obviously really really hard too mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved out of my house when I was 17, moved to Port Washington, Long Island, uh, worked there for three summers living with my sister, sharing a bed, an actual bed. You were 16? Uh, 17 at that point. Okay, 17. The following year, yep. So I moved to Port Washington, Long Island, um, lived with my sister, shared a bed in a bedroom with two small children, like seven years old, six years old, like little kids, like bunk beds. Oh my God. Going to work at four or five in the morning. Yeah, I would work all day. (laughs) Oh my um, gosh. Yes. Yes, it was crazy. Did you go to school? Yeah. So I went there for the summer. Oh, this was summer. Okay. So that was the summer. 17. Yep. Went back, graduated high school, went back again two more times between college Mm -hmm. uh, for summers, but that would help me help my parents pay the mortgage, make so much more money downstate. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting to how I opened Health Possible to directly answer better, um, I played soccer in college, but I went to college to be a speaker. My mm-hmm. degree is in communications and economics. And I really always felt my purpose in life was to motivate and influence people by the masses. Mm-hmm. Hence my radio show too. Yeah. Yeah, I love that life. So I, I wanted to do that. I worked for a total con. Found out he was a total fake. Yes, when I was in college. Gave me a run for my money, just not real. Had a bad experience, dropped that life for five years until recently because I was so, like, to be detailed, I was pretty traumatized. Yeah. By it. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, I want to hear more. I know. <laughs> I'm like, off the air. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm I'll very see, intrigued. I'll yeah. share that off the air. But, um, when did maybe. you find out it was a con? Uh, when I moved here. Oh, so it, it was, was like years. It's the same year I moved here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 2015. But, um, Talk about trust issues. Yes, for sure. So you moved here in 2018. 2015. 2015. Well, 2014, the first time came back in 2015. Um, moved here the first time to help my brother with just some personal stuff that he needed help with. 
um, came back a second time, worked for O2 Fitness as a personal trainer because I saw Matt Skelly running the loop with a client and thought what an amazing life that would be. Ah. And I knew of O2 Fitness and I would go there. Um, so I wanted to work there. Couldn't be a motivational speaker right out of college. That's so... You're 21. What are you going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. what's people. your experience? Yeah, yeah, what are you going to say? Nobody wants to listen to you. So <laughs> I gave that up. Used collegiate soccer uh, to be a personal trainer down here. Worked at OT Fitness for two years. Long story short on this part, people would sob when they couldn't afford training. Mm -hmm. And I loved helping people. But training to me got so monotonous. And it was so awesome. You could see people's lives changing so much. But I just wanted to be behind the curtain mm -hmm. and focus on how to help these people who could not afford it. And literally, Health Possible was born out of focusing on the affordability of what I was doing at the time. So how did you start it? Like, were you like... I just have this idea, but I don't know how, where to start. Like, yeah, people what? rarely ask that question. So this is a great question. So I actually, I didn't run to, you know, the legal team or anything. I didn't know anybody like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird. You guys have probably experienced this in your professional careers too. As you grow in your professional career, it's funny how you get better and better access to more and more important people mm -hmm. that you used to have no idea even existed now you're like these are the only people i know yeah all the owners and i used to only know the employees yeah and now i know all the executives that kind yeah. of started happening that's so, really true actually i never really thought about it that oh, way it was significant well coming from sleeping on a floor to where i am now i mean i was like yeah why are these people in tuxedo is talking to me like, <laughs> this is so cool i made it i made it yeah i really felt like that i yeah. really did and um that's amazing so i just started telling people about it and i would write letters i'll never forget i was sitting in my office at o2 fitness and I wrote a letter to Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And I was like, please cover this woman's personal training. I swear I will change her life. Like, oh I was my trying so hard to get other places to do it. And none of them would do it, of course. Mm. Wouldn't you think that insurance companies would be all for things they that should. will end up saving them more money in the long run because mm -hmm. exercise is medicine like mm -hmm. yeah you would think that I, medicine you would I think that like starting from like what comes first the chicken and the egg you know like right and my thought is to that note my thought would be that they don't have i don't know they don't have the time or that they don't have the resources but their way of incentivizing you and i to go out and exercise is by gifting you a fitbit Mm -hmm. And they think that, you know, if you get to this amount of, you know, if you don't smoke for this long or if you take this many steps in a day, we'll mail you this new Fitbit or, you know, this new, excuse me, this new pair of sneakers and so forth. And it's not it's the not same. Enough. You need well, the, you need accountability. Yeah. Right. Outside of a watch. Right. Which is also where Health Possible comes in, right? They pay for you to go see a doctor time. Right, that right. appointment's probably $150, it's 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But they don't pay for you to go see that personal trainer, which is an hour long, for $80 yeah. or 70 or 60 or 50 who could right. potentially keep you from getting through the door of the doctor in the first place. Right. Yeah. Do you think that that, though, is like a mis... I, they... I, I wonder if that's like a money grab for them. That gets them more money mm -hmm. if you get sick more. It gets the hospitals yeah. more money. Yeah. So it's and all just... It's all just... They're in cahoots. Business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're yeah. on to them. <laughs> We're on to the Chelsea. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not surprising, but it's like it, to us, especially as mm -hmm. people in the fitness industry or previously well, in the fitness industry, it's like, duh. Uh -huh. but, and, I, and I don't mean to bring up politics, and we don't need to talk politics, but at the same time, 
I would like to think they want people to do better and get healthier um, because they do want to mail you this Fitbit, right? They're willing to spend money on something, but you've got to think. And, and the hospital wants to work with Health Possible. And I have a meeting with Columbus Regional out in Whiteville next week, which cool. is that hospital. I mean, they all want to fund Health Possible and organizations that are doing wellness mm-hmm. features. Um, but I have, I have a feeling that there's threat in a lot of places doing that just because, here's my political part, Donald Trump said something about um, cutting drug costs so much that he had to go into hiding. He said it out loud on stage. He said, you guys might not see me for a while. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of that speech, and again, we don't even talk politics, but the whole point of him even saying that was that he had hitmen after him for yeah. it, for cutting drug costs, because well, yeah. pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies don't like that. One of the biggest industries, yeah. billion, trillion, mm-hmm. probably. If Joe Biden said that, it would have been the same thing for Joe Biden. Yeah. They, they don't want that. It doesn't yeah. matter who says it. They don't want that. Yeah. yeah. And wow. that, that has a lot to do with insurance companies. You go to the doctor, what's the doctor's job? Sell you drugs. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not trained in nutrition. Right. That's not their job. Mm-hmm. It's unfair, but it's true. But My grinds yeah. are gearing. Oh, my gears are grinding. It's, my grinds are gearing. My, <laughs> my gears are grinding. Sadly, it's it's business. Yeah. It is, so what's your business? What's your strategy? I know before we were on the air, you talked about fundraising. Like, mm-hmm. how do you go about raising the funds for mm-hmm. Health Possible? So funny. I do everything privately, just friends, friends, family of friends. So everything uh-huh. we've done so far is just private individuals. Cool. Yeah. So we have had events. Uh, but our two biggest events were Marathon Madness, the 5K, mm-hmm. and then um, our first annual gala last year did really well, really, really well. We went without both this year. Didn't you reach out to me like? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yes. About like an event maybe that, but I wasn't available. Yes, the like meet to and the greet. photograph or something. Yeah, asked her to be a photographer yes. for the meet and greet. Yes. Was something a long time ago, like kind of probably. When but I she first was so nice here. that she referred me to a bunch of other people. She's like, ask these people. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, That's I forgot about that too. That's yeah. funny. That's awesome. The That's the thing about Wilmington, which I know our listeners are probably so sick of hearing who aren't from Wilmington, is yeah. that the connections in this town are so sweet and special. Like yes. you talking about asking people from personal relationships. Like I think it is very rare to be in a town or a. I would say ours is like almost a city <laughs> in between yeah, a town yes. and a city size yeah, where yes. like someone who's just starting out in their career can be so in such a personal relationship with someone who is the CEO of an organization mm-hmm. because there's like mm-hmm. some sort of happy medium of like chill mentality here where it's like that beach laissez-faire mm-hmm. kind of just like it's true. everyone is friends yeah. with everyone and I don't feel like that's not the same for Dallas at, no, from where yeah. I'm from. There's like the high ups and then there's the non high ups and there's not a lot of crossover yes well it's just more accessible here too right like you go to the studio and and see people that are like high up executives at whatever big businesses are here but i think people down here are very personable yes and also those people are kind of like the minority so it's kind of like the whole what's the saying big fish in a small pond type of scenario where you know it's easy for them to, uh, what's the word? That's why that saying from New York. Come, come down to your level quicker, you know what I mean? Yes, and that's why that saying about New York is so true, that if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere because that's a massive pond. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be 
you could have hundreds of millions in the bank, you're still a medium fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, that's nuts. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, yeah, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Same reason why this is much easier to make it. It's not yeah. New York, it's not Dallas. Also, the reason God. I would never move back. Same, I would never go back to New York. Oh, y'all are both from New York. Yeah. Oh my God, what part are you from? Long Island. Ah, yeah. what, what town? Uh, I grew up in Corum. Are you kidding me? No. It's my dad was born <laughs> and raised. I feel like oh, nobody gosh. knows what Corum is. Yeah, well, technically, like, area. Um, technically, I went to Port Jeff Station, like, school district, but Corum was, like, our address. My parents got married so. in Port Jeff. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. There's so many, um, Now that you Long say Islanders it, you're here. so Long Island. Now that you <laughs> really? say it, yes. I mean, I've been here how many years? I moved here right before ninth grade. Okay. So, I don't really consider while. myself, like... I've, New Yorker anymore, other than like I feel like I can still see it. I yeah. Do, yeah, yeah, people can still hear it a little bit or see That's it. I guess, is, yeah. but yeah. yeah, small world. Too cool. Yeah. That's funny. Have you ever been to Port Washington? Where? Which? Which end is it's, it? It's um as soon as you get on the island, it's like I think it's exit thirty four off the. So it's in Nassau County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right next to um, is it not Smith's Point? Is it Smith's Point? It's like Beach. bordering, yeah, or Sands Point. It borders Sands Point. Okay. Which I didn't like really spend a lot of time in Nassau. Super wealthy. I was either in Suffolk or mm-hmm. like you know all the way out east. Mm-hmm. I had family out east. But nice. Yeah. I feel lost, but I am really Sorry. glad you, like when you have your connection. People on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, what for you is the most rewarding part about your job? Definitely, I, sh- I was gonna say definitely the clients, but. I just recently had this revelation in the last 48 hours that in fundraising, it's just as much an experience for your donor as it is for your client, mm-hmm. right? So think of how um, impactful it is for you if you go volunteer at an event yeah, and you meet the people you're serving. Maybe you're even just at Good Shepherd serving food or you know wherever you may be. It's really impactful for you as the volunteer mm-hmm. to meet those people and you're inspired by it and you want to do something about it, right? Um, in whatever ways that might be. So I want to say, yes, definitely the client um, and watching them achieve their dreams, come off food stamps, move out of government housing, um, lose hundreds of pounds, yeah, come off prescription meds and not have surgery. Like those things are huge. Mm. Uh, be a mom and be able to take care of their kids. Yeah. Like that's so cool. Um, but I think now in the last 48 hours, really having this revelation of what a big deal this is to the donor too, mm-hmm. I'm going to transition and say... It's a hard battle between the two. Yeah. One change the life and the other one, you know, yeah. reap those benefits. Right. Yeah. My grandma used to say that it blesses it blesses the person who's giving almost more than it does the person who's receiving. So True. let them give. She used to say that because, like, you, mm-hmm. you should let someone give you a present. Like, yes. don't, like, say, no, no, no. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, it blesses them more to, to give. It's so true. that's so true. It is true. What's the hardest part? The hardest part of my job? Yeah. <laughs> oh. The least rewarding. Yeah, do you really? Uh, that one's tough. That one is um, definitely not having enough funds sometimes. Yeah. For people. Because even, I mean, Travis, my boyfriend, put it in perspective for me last night. And he said, I can't believe we're going to have to wait list these two young girls. We have two young girls that I don't know that we're going to be able to let in for another. I mean, if I'm judging all the events we have and things like that and donors to give on certain dates... I mean, they probably can't come in for two months, and that is killing me. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a dying parent, and they need counseling and all this. So anyway, I'm talking to him, and he said, Sarah, you know how many kids are on the wait list at Make-A-Wish Foundation? 
Mm. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. And he said, if you're really doing your job, it will flood like that. Yeah. But that is truly the most uh, bothersome part that keeps you up at night. Yeah. Right. Because most people, yeah, Yeah. most people who go into nonprofit world go into it with a heart to help. Yes. And if you can't help. Well, we can't right now. Right. Then. You can't help as much as you know you're needed. Yeah. Upon. But didn't, um, when we had Becky Graves on, she made a good point about how, you know, with the, what they do with Haiti Awake is, like, they didn't want it to be this, like, et, like helping every single person. Yeah. Like, there's so much poverty in, in Haiti, but they only wanted to help Those this one kids. small group of children because that is the group that they can make the biggest right. impact on. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know criteria for being able we do have criteria and sometimes i hope that people don't scrutinize us for it but sometimes i get kind of looks and eyes uh but we do require the people that we let in to be employed you have to have some kind of work i mean even if you're babysitting off the books like Mm -hmm. you have to be trying to make ends meet Mm -hmm. in order to apply for money i think that's fair i think it is too and when i sit down and get to talk with people about it if they're willing to hear about Mm-hmm. That sentence, you have to have a job, because yeah. it comes out quick. It's mm-hmm. you have to have a job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is on paper. It is in the conversation. And if they kind of ask me why or anything, then they understand. But yeah. most of the time, yeah, I get eyes like you're really not for everybody. Well, no. nothing's really for everybody. Yeah. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. How can I know you're going to come to an appointment if you can't even go to your job? Yeah. That's what I was like, going to say. Like, especially true. with personal training. Like, I used to work. Um, for a corporation in, in Raleigh and our personal training was free and it wasn't like I could train them like every day mm-hmm. this day this many days a week but it was like they would come to me I'd write them a program they'd come for a couple appointments mm-hmm. and they just took it like they don't well, value really, it yeah they don't value it don't and value if it's it. if it's that same type of scenario with okay well they're not working then and so, if something's coming to them for free of course they're not really gonna I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up that brings me to back to you asked how I started it. Mm-hmm. First, I just started telling everybody about it and seeing what people thought, and nobody said they didn't like it. And that's really where it kind of lit my fire to be like, no one doesn't like this idea. Yeah. Right now. And then I had an issue when I was a trainer where I would train people for free, and then I ended up getting a person or two who no showed me, and it frustrated me. And I thought to myself, well, I as a personal trainer can't demand that you show me anything. I don't even know if you really don't have the money. You could be mm-hmm. a millionaire, closet millionaire, dress homeless and tell me you're broke. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get around in life like that. So how do you know? And that's where our benefit comes into the provider. And we say, hey, look, you can't ask this person for their income to make sure they're not lying to you, make sure they value you, all these things. Um, but we as a nonprofit can require all that information. And now if someone comes to you and says, hey, Catherine, Chelsea, I can't afford your service. Will you do it for free? You could say, oh, you definitely need to call Health Possible. Yeah. And then we can call you guys and say, hey, they're pulling your leg, you know, or we step mm-hmm. in. Yeah. If they really can't afford it. Either way, the trainer way, is getting valued compensated and valued compensated, for their work. Yeah. Valued. And we still don't give it to our clients for free. They all have minimum fees. All of them. They're minimal. Their $10 is the, is the lowest right. fee. Yeah. I mean, I think that we talked about it last week or I can't remember... When we we talked about a buy-in, like there being a buy-in for something, gotta be skin in the game. Yeah, you at gotta have skin times. in the game. All, Maybe times. it was last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. So at all times, they must. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it must have been last week because I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. It was, it was so some... No, you're going the right place because we're, um, we're on a podcast. <laughs> we kind of need you to talk. But speaking of talking, you said yeah. you wanted to go into um, motivational speaking. I did. And then... How have you, but recently you've been in radio. Yeah. How, how, how have you used your, I guess, calling towards mm-hmm. speaking through mm-hmm. your job now and then in other resources, other yeah. places? So funny. I also just had this conversation the other day on the beach talking about glamorous jobs. Mm-hmm. I never thought of my job as glamorous until I was corrected and told my entire job is glamorous. And I'm like, how's my entire job glamorous? Like it has nothing to do with, you know get my hair and makeup done, literally, uh-huh. you know, and, um, and he said, well, all you do is tell stories all day, and you're at the podium at events, mm-hmm. and you're speaking, right. and you're storytelling, and that's what motivational speaking is. Yeah. People so, put you on a pedestal. A pedestal. Yeah, and that's kind of a glamorous thing, it's, right? That's the glamorous thing, right? And I don't think of it that way, because I'm trying to raise money. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like, have an yeah. end goal to this talk right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, so motivational speaking, it's so funny. I did drop the love of it, in a way, Mm -hmm. um, for the five years after I got burned and just was terrified, didn't want anything to do with it for a little while. Um, And now I get to speak all the time, just telling stories. And I think of it now, like, God's giving me something to talk about. Mm. Because when I was 21, was I going to talk about being broke? Because I was. (laughs) You know, like, nobody wanted to listen to me. Yeah, and, like, I think we often put... Um, we often put certain things in boxes, like to be a motivational speaker, I have to be like on a stage in front of hundreds of people or that's thousands of people, mm-hmm. and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like you could, this is motivational speaking. This, this is yeah. totally motivational speaking, just... and I love it. I eat it. I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're the perfect copy. I know yes. you really are. You're not one that we have to like pull things that's out hilarious. of. You know. Oh no, you might want to tell me to shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. So where did your love for speaking come from? Have you always just been like extroverted or? I am so, so weird. I'm outgoing, but I'm not. I'm totally the in-between person. I'm a loner. I love to be alone. I put myself alone all day long, all the time. Uh Socially, I don't go to parties. I don't like, I get invited all the time. My friends know I love them, but you're just not going to see me there a lot. I just get a lot done in my head. Uh Uh-huh. And... Yeah, I don't know. But when I'm with people, I feel like I get to share everything I had thought about for weeks on end, maybe. or Right. And you're know. just coming from it's your hard. beginning, like humble beginnings, I feel like that gives someone something to say, especially if you've conquered yeah. something, you've overcome it. And so going through all those things, too, you don't want to talk about them. And I struggled with my family having my radio show or telling my story to get my own organization started. Because it's embarrassing to them, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't want their dirty laundry hanging out everywhere. And I finally had to sit my parents down one day and say, you guys, I love you, and you did everything for us. And I know that what happened to our family was hard for you, and I understand you find it embarrassing. And at the same time, I wish you would just be okay with letting me use your story. And my story. And it's my story, too. And change people's lives with it don't make it worthless mm-hmm. yeah don't like we, we can use it for good we use yeah. it for, and we do and yeah. you know they're like now like okay fine like do your thing we're so proud of you um back then though I didn't want to talk about those things because I hadn't made it yet mm-hmm. and now I'm like let me tell the dirty details because they 
sucked. They sucked. Yeah. yeah. They were awful. And I'm sure for your your the people you serve too, it gives you a relatability to them as well. Like mm-hmm. I've been in your shoes or I understand yeah. what it's like to be in need or I thought I would tell a lot more to them too. I don't even I'm trying to think now who I even tell that stuff to. Because I do tell my story plenty, mm-hmm. and I actually think it's more so with providers and people I feel very level with. Yeah. Um, I don't pull that card on my clients very often until they start showing me emotion that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to a point of, it, could you not afford groceries this week? You know, like, I once didn't have anything in my fridge. I cried on my mattress. It wouldn't be there anymore. I mean, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I start pulling those cards, but yeah, yeah, it wow, does help that's that's crazy. And then, where did your love? You said your dad's a runner and your mom's a vegetable gardener. Gardener, yeah, I almost yeah. said farmer. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I guess it is farming. Twenty-one acres. Yeah, yeah they just do it that's, for themselves. But is that where your love for fitness came from, or is there like did you play mm-hmm. team sports and? Yeah, I played. Yep, yeah, played team sports. Played soccer. Ran track. Um, played softball I boxed for a while but I think my love for sports I was always a super anxious person mm-hmm. always super high energy I mean sprung out of bed in the mornings do that less now but I still <laughs> do it a little bit um but yeah I just couldn't stop moving yeah and I was a terrible student awful student <laughs> I mean I was not good I didn't think I was smart at all um average average grades sometimes C's sometimes mm-hmm. Sorry, you better do this. You're gonna fail. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just put everything I had into sports. That was the only place I performed. Wow. Literally the only place I performed. And sometimes I'd throw up before the game or the meet. I didn't even want to go. I was horrified. But really? it was the only place I succeeded. Yeah. Wow. So I just kept going there because that's where I succeeded. Yeah. And now so here cool. I am. <laughs> that's so cool. And then what about we talk a lot about body image on here? And I'm sure being a fitness professional mm-hmm. yourself, you've struggled. Or have seen struggle Mm -hmm. with body image or maybe lies that are told about Mm -hmm. a woman's body specifically. Because most of our listeners are women besides Michael Banco. Um, um, So what is your relationship? What has your relationship been like with yourself, Mm -hmm. your own body? and? So I never had, I never thought twice about my own body until I graduated college. Same. Soccer was over, yeah, and I've admitted this on social media before in the past, and actually on one of Troy Cole's live videos when he was talking about athletics, I definitely have a sports psychology issue where I will not compete at all anymore. I refuse. So the one place I used to perform, I'm so disappointed in myself every time I get out there, because I don't play for two to six hours a day anymore, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm not drenched in it yeah so I don't perform as well and that makes me so upset and angry that I just don't go at all so I don't do 5k's I I don't do anything I I do it for myself alone and that is it you'll never see me like run a race once in a great while I got begged I got drug into (laughs) doing it if I went yeah yeah otherwise no I get that though I it kind of makes sense being in that type of environment where it's like it should just be for your own health, and sometimes, mm-hmm. like, certain classes or things that I would go yeah. to, I'd feel like it was just a... Competitive. Straight-up competition. Yeah. That's why I love the way... I don't know if you've ever worked out at, at Troy's studio. Yeah, I have. But it's like, you're there in a group environment, so you can still feed off of everybody's energy, mm-hmm. you can still get instruction, but you're doing your own thing 
specific for Mm -hmm. your needs and you don't have to feel like you're in competition with anyone but yourself because and I do I do prefer that stuff so I have been to Troy's I've been to Orange Theory and I go to F45 now and I like all those things but believe me, sometimes those I go can home still and I'm be, like, I'm yeah. not good anymore. Yeah. So, well, especially when they have those, like, leaderboards, like, at Orange. Yeah. Not really leaderboards, but the heart rate yeah. system and all that stuff. Yes. Your biometrics are different than someone else's. It doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. you should be in the red the whole time. Or you, yeah. Yeah. And it's just so, other, and it's, it's, I yeah. talk about that all day. Mine's, yeah. And mine is a lot of self-comparison struggle. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. just comparing yourself from... You know, when I was 19, running 90 minutes a game, to yeah. yeah. so now, and I'm like, I, yeah. two miles! <laughs> we, do, we used to do nine, and that's Yeah, I would say that's something that I'm actually currently struggling with, because, like, mm-hmm. I used to race, um, like, in my, like, from 25 to even, like, 30, I did races, like, all the time. Yeah, I will not. And I, not. I was good. I was pretty good. Like, I would yeah. PR each time, or I would, like, at least stay consistent. And mm-hmm. this past year, with everything that's gone on in my life, I just haven't, like, been able to train like I used to. And I'm not fast anymore. And it's, like, yeah. killing me. It's I won't upsetting. sign Like, I won't sign up for a race. Yeah. But it's not because of I everyone won't... else. It's because I know that when I run that race, I'm not going to be who I was at 27. But exactly. I shouldn't be, because I'm 31. Right. Exactly. Also, and I feel the same. You, you do so much. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're... I feel like you'd be asking so much of your... Oh, yeah, I know. And Same. That's why I don't play pickup soccer. I will not go to pickup soccer. And if you've seen people at pickup soccer, you would think, like, Sarah, you could get a trophy at pickup soccer. Uh-huh. I will not go. Because if I trip over myself one time, yeah. I can't shake that for a long time. It's upsetting. I also think it's, just, it's like, seasonal. Like, we talk a lot about different seasons of life. Like, it's not just your age, but it's, it's also... When I was training and winning races, I had more time. Yeah. So I had more time to train for those races. Right. I was single. I had time before and after work. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an entrepreneur, you know, like. Yeah. And now it's like I just don't. So yeah. what's it's not my priority anymore. Yeah. Where then it was like a priority. You also realize in adulthood, like, your energy and, like, your oh capacity God. for it. Like, yes. you give so much of your energy to others every single day mm-hmm. and you might not be working out alongside them oh. every time but that's still yeah exertion and exhaustion like i worked yeah. out the least in my life when i was a personal trainer yeah I, would t- I will say standard. that yeah yeah, yeah. michael want to work out by the end of the day michael has this joke and it's so funny to me because i love pixar but have y'all seen monsters inc no yeah. okay there's you know the, <laughs> you know the secretary yeah that's like wazowski yeah he calls me he compares me to her before class starts like he's like you're so like uh, and like grumpy and tired and the class starts and you're like okay ladies pop 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 oh my god (laughs) he's like you seriously go from like off to on so fast that that's got to be draining i'm like yeah it is i'm sure that is but i don't realize i'm doing it no, you know, to that, second nature. What we were talking about earlier, it just becomes innate and like yeah, you, but yes, it's still whether it's innate or not, it's still exhausting and energy that is spent and yeah, yeah, it's. I can give you a little bit of a um, an additional weird like body topic if you want to. Yeah, hit the me one, with it. One thing I've always struggled with, I'm struggling with it right now. So I currently take Accutane because uh-huh. I have a really bad acne my whole life, and it's finally going away. But that has stopped me from going to meetings, like giving speeches, 
doing so many things like this whole side of my face i have tons of cover-up on right now wow thank god it's uh, i have it in my pocket right now Uh, (laughs) really what what month are you on so it's so bad um i'm in my third month okay i'm on 30 milligrams three to go i have like eight eight they started me they started me really low okay because i took the 40 honestly this is the 30 so you take a pill every day Mm mm-hmm I got to a point me. where, yeah, my lips were so chapped. I got to a point where it started to affect my muscle. Because um, I did the six-month one. I was like yeah. six So it was high dose. At the time. So it was high dose. I remember the whole summer, I was just like in agony. Because anytime I went in the sun, it mm-hmm. hurt. Like, oh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, your it's, skin's so dry. Yeah. Well, and it's blinding. I've never yeah. needed sunglasses in my life. I can't leave my house all night. I put the AC on my car, and I start crying. I'm like, oh. I mean, it could break my knees and I'd keep taking it. I mean, I literally would not go to meetings over. My face would bleed and I'd get out of the shower. It was mm. terrible. Uh, so that's been my body image issue my whole skin. life. Literally skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I from the miscarriage, I don't know if it was like hormones or whatever, but mm-hmm. this year I had the worst acne on my back. Really? From yeah, hormonal. Yeah, from hormones. Oh. And it's like painful. Like yeah, sometimes it'll are. be on like my... Um, like on my spine bone. So like if I lay down or if I'm doing an ab movement or something or demoing, oh. like it hurts. And I'm like, this is so, I, this is crazy. It's weird. And that yeah. is a really, real, that really is... does affect your confidence, even mm-hmm. if it's like hidden or not. Like you yeah. just don't oh, feel totally like does. yourself. You know, it, I, when I got off birth control, I broke out for like at least like eight or nine months, like on my neck, jawline. Even like after my ears. Yeah. Oh, I was on Accutane. You're like, no, don't tell well, me that. Well, it was like over Duh. 10 years later, but okay. it wasn't like, it wasn't like that cystic acne. It was just like yeah. the kind that hurts under the skin. Yeah. I literally went home and put cover up on before I came here. Oh, oh you don't need to do that for us. Honestly, oh, it's, I would never don't have worry. been able to even It's for me. <laughs> I understand that. But yeah, I, I was like, what the heck? Like I hadn't broken out since... Yeah. Accutane. I mean, it, the occasional, like, you know, you get your period and you pop it or something. But, um, yeah, I was, like, all over – I got it on my back, too. And, yeah. I, and everyone was, like, yeah, that's from being on birth control yeah. for, like, nine years and then getting off and your body just being – What is whack. happening? Yeah. And I think that that's also really important. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it is important for, for women to hear that because – it's not your body image issues aren't necessarily just around like weight like right, it could be right. around anything yeah. you know your smile your, your smile skin, your eyes anything natural like, body odors so yeah people can't get rid of i mm-hmm. mean there's so many things that we take for granted that i know people with those issues that are right like, yes oh crippling mm. yeah it yeah and i think it's good to know for listeners especially like if you're not alone you know and yeah. everyone even the person that you follow on instagram who you think is perfect has yeah. acne probably oh, yeah. you know or... I rarely post a photo of my like entirely my face for that reason mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because yeah. most people especially on social media are trying to hide their imperfections mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so thanks for sharing that I know that's not easy to open up about yeah, for sure um well I've like really enjoyed hearing your story so. I really like my story I just word vomit <laughs> I'm like this oh. was a fun one I feel like there's so much that more juice there's so much more oh. to unpack but Maybe yeah, not all yeah. on the air. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I definitely it. won't tell. <laughs> but we do have four questions that we ask every single guest, so we're going to ask you those okay. today. Um, first question is, what is something that you are currently binging or obsessed with? It doesn't have to be a TV show. It could be, like, anything that you're really obsessed with right now. Um, really obsessed with? That's 
probably these new sneakers I've had for two days that have <laughs> not come off of my feet. Those are the fresh. on ones, right? Yes. And I, you love them? I had a dream know. about them the other day. Honestly, I just like the way they make my whole leg look. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my whole they, leg looks Because they, they're like more high, like you stand higher. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, um, I had a dream that I was in like Europe or something. This was literally like two or three days ago. And I needed tennis shoes, and I went into a store, and they had those, and I bought them. And I was They're like, cool. The most, I need new sneakers really bad. They're the most comfortable. Take my feet for during pregnancy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, well, that happens. Yeah, that's probably I'm terrified of when I get pregnant because I have massive feet already. I have, like, I'm already an eight. I was already an eight and a half, so I'm probably like, and I would get sneakers in a nine, so now I'm probably going to need a nine That's and a half me. Sneaker. Yeah. I have nine and a half sneakers because I'm a nine. These are nines. Yeah. Well, so okay. I'm probably well, going to have to go to 10. So. Another thing you can be self-conscious of. <laughs> yeah. If you have big feet and you're short, because I'm not tall. Yeah. I remember in sixth grade, my mom was like, you're going to be tall. Because I've had this size shoe, and I have not grown since sixth no, grade. Thanks, mom. That's yeah. hilarious. She yeah. jinxed it. I like, started off in volleyball playing set or um, middle blocker, and then by high school, I was only setter because I couldn't jump. I was so short. Oh. Um Okay, next question. <laughs> um, what's something you're looking forward to for the rest of this year? I thought you were going to say for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Wow. One thing. Wow. Being alive. No. For the rest of this year? For the rest of 2020? Yeah. yeah. Understanding um, only having one job for the first time in my adult life. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's an adjustment. It's so hard. I'm already like, do I go back and get more jobs? I don't know. Are you but... an Enneagram 3? Am I what? Are you an Enneagram 3? No, what's that? Oh, oh you got to take the we test. You would be about. obsessed with this. What's yeah. That? It's a personality test that you oh, I would love you that. get like a number, and your number tells you like your strengths and weaknesses, how you react in certain situations, just yeah. how you pursue your relationships. relationship with others. Yeah, it's cool. So it, it's like, like dead on. Yeah, the three is like, and you can be a number and then have a wing of like the number before or after it. So like, I'm a two wing three. So three is like the achiever. achiever. Okay, I would I would put I would pin you as a three. I think you're a three too. I would hope. Yeah. Michael's a three. Okay. I thought he was a one. He's a he was tied three and one. Oh, okay. So he calls himself a three because I don't think he wants to be a perfectionist. Okay. But I understand. Whatever. Yeah. No, I would like that. Yeah. For the rest of this year, having one job and being really good at it. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> I hit him on the nose and he goes. Mm. Oh, uh, he is. Oh. Check his eyes. Okay. Next question is, what is something that you love about yourself? Love about myself. I feel like I'm really authentic and just raw. I don't hide anything mm-hmm. um, at all. And I feel like I'm just very upfront with people 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's really good, especially uh, if you want to motivate people. Yeah. Yes, you and I be feel honest. like it's so hard to meet people who don't feel the need to impress others. And I'm so far from that. I mean, I just don't. I care what people think in a positive way, and at the same time, really don't care what people think because I just am a very straightforward person. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. A physical thing that I would like to call out about you is you have beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you. They're like that's brown. Sweet. They're light brown, but they have like little tints of green. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd call that out. And you. you. Um, okay, next, last question, I guess. If you could tell women one thing today, what would it be? If I could tell women one thing, it would be. To never think that something isn't already, not that it's not already being done by somebody else, but 
I didn't get the depth in my life to think I had the power to do. That sounds so cliche. I didn't think I could even go to college. Mm-hmm. I'll start there. At, ever. And then I was convinced I could, and then I did. I went to the only school I was accepted to in my life. And I never thought, I never looked at huge things, massive buildings in Manhattan, and thought to myself, you know, somebody really smart did that, and that could be me someday. I never thought any of those really big things. I always saw myself doing big things, but never realized that it was only an arm's length away. Mm. Um, You have access to so much more than you think you do. All you have to do is start writing letters, asking people. Um, a lot of people are scared to share their thoughts for their thoughts being stolen and, and for people taking their ideas or you know so forth. That stuff is really important, but at the same time, you can't get further unless you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you tell the right person, it will get better yeah. for you and it will explode and you don't need to worry about those things anymore as much. Mm. And, that's, and that goes with everything, not just like business ventures. Yeah, just don't be scared to talk about it. I feel right. like most people don't accomplish their dreams because literally they won't vocalize it. Yeah. Well, like all breakthrough, if you think about times in your life where you've conquered something or achieved something, yeah. most breakthrough comes from vulnerability. Just like that is a good word being for willing yeah. to mm-hmm. take a leap of faith or mm-hmm. say something that might be awkward or share something that might be too honest. The moment you tell the right person, it comes back in your favor. You just have to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it stays inside of you. You'll die with it inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do that. So talk about what you want and think and resources are so much closer. I, th- I know I can literally do anything mm-hmm. in my life. There's nothing that I cannot do. Period. I was just I was just um, yeah. listening to this other podcast <laughs> that we both listen to, Scrubbing In. Yeah. And they were talking about their vision boards that they created yeah, at the I beginning of the year. That you too. did? Yeah. And it was cool because one of the girls is kind of like very woo-woo and the other host mm-hmm. is like very not. She's just like, they're total opposites. Very practical. Very practical, realistic. Yeah. And the girl who is realistic put on her vision board this like magazine picture of this cabin in Vermont and I I think it was just to travel or something like and she ended up going on a trip with her friends this past weekend and staying in this cabin and then she comes back and it's the exact same cabin of the picture in the magazine that she cut out and she's like it just goes to show like how powerful it is like I didn't even realize it was the same cabin or that like I'd even put that on my vision board but like even like I know it's so woo woo to say this but like manifesting something like just believing you can do something my entire job right now is seed planting and that is what manifesting is manifesting is just putting it out there just like seed planting is one phone call next week it turns into a meeting yeah they're no different whatsoever right one's tangible more so maybe on paper and the other one is just social right mm-hmm. it's like you're never going to marry the man of your dreams if you don't send them a dm first you know? yeah, yeah, 2020. <laughs> is that the title of the episode yes. yeah oh man well thank you so much for being on here you have a lot of wisdom to share and a lot of story to unfold and thanks for doing that with our listeners today it was my pleasure to be on with you talented ladies today. and where can our listeners we'll put it in the show notes but tell our listeners where they can find you uh, find me personally. My, yeah, or and your organization. Okay. My Instagram is S-A-R-A-A-U-L-D. Um, my company is Health Possible. Most of its handles are Health Possible Inc. Possible is just exactly what it sounds like. P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. Do people spell um, that wrong? 
all the time people sometimes people call it health impossible and I just back You're like think about that I put my <laughs> eyes in the back of my head and I'm like could you imagine if I orga- open an organization where you weren't allowed to get better <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's impossible to get thing. healthy with yes. me <laughs> that's funny yeah. health possible link Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. And um, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's